back to the Get Your Happy on Hour on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Well, we're back. Get your happy on hour. I'll be real honest with you. I'm very, very impressed with our guest, man. This guy is very busy all the time, and he loves it. You know, that's just a rare combination all the way around. You know, I think it's, uh, I think we should give you your props. A lot of times people want to give you your props after the fact. I'm giving you your props now. Because, I appreciate that. Yeah, I just think that, man, what you're doing is, is outstanding. Uh, and I think one of the things that really impressed me the most is you're doing it on behalf of helping others. Absolutely. You know, I I, I, uh, I agree with that concept because that's a lot of what I do. I like uh, encouraging people. I like lifting people up. And you're going about it in a different way, but it's the same result. You're helping, encouraging people not to give up, and you're also giving them a avenue that they can go down to pursue not giving up. Just yes. like Dr. Jamie Williams wouldn't let you give up. That's right. You're passing it on, <laughs> and, and I respect that. You know, I always focus on being happy. I mean, there's a reason why the show is called to get your happy on hour because I, I like to be happy. You know, I, I'm curious to know, with all the stuff that you got going on mm-hmm. and all the different hats that you have to wear, what does Dr. Lawrence Chatters do to get his happy on? Can you share that with us? Yeah, so the first thing that I do to get my happy on is honestly just spend time with my family. Okay. Uh, I have two daughters. My daughters are 18 and 14, and really – I mean, their lives have have been just absolutely a blessing to me and my wife. Um, And so one of the things that brings me the most happiness is setting up a brunch with them or going out to eat with my family and sitting down and just listening to my daughters and my wife talk about what's going on in their lives and then being able to really have great conversations with our kids. uh, That really makes me happy because I like to hear the perspective that they see the world from. You know, right, it's very right. different uh, than mine and my wife's. And uh, so I love to spend time with my family. Anytime I can bring them on any of these things that I do, by the way. So they get to go to a lot of football games. They get to come watch my uh, my uh, women's gymnastics team if they want to. Um, they, they they get to go along with a lot of the things that I do. That's one thing I do for uh, to keep myself happy. The other thing, though, and this aligns with you so much, is just listen to music. I absolutely love music. Any morning that I wake up, I mean, there was this really, really funny episode of Family Guy where Peter basically had, like, music everywhere that he went. You know, and it got annoying eventually because, you know, it's kind (laughs) of, you had music playing all the time, right? But that's really the way that I am. Anytime I wake up in the morning, I'm listening to music. If I'm on my way to work, driving up from Omaha, I'm listening to music. I love music. And I love to listen to music and I love to play music. And one of the things that I've been doing since I was about 19 years old, Ricky, is I've been a DJ. And where did that come from? Though? Where did where did wanting to be a DJ come from? Yeah, where did that come from? I mean, it probably came from the same place that your musicality came from. Growing up in a household, listening to the classics, right? Yes, listening right. to Stevie Wonder, the OJ's, Marvin Gaye. You right, know, I mean, right. my parents, especially my dad. My dad loved music, and that's something that I really 
you know, inherited from him. And my mother is originally from Trinidad. Oh, and so, okay. you know, she grew up listening to Calypso music and like music with great beats and everything. And she passed that musicality on to me and my siblings. And so I've always loved music. So that's what got me into DJing. Um, I had a significant CD collection back in the day when <laughs> CDs were a thing, right? <laughs> and man, I would be playing parties in the basement, uh, you know, of different houses and stuff like that, just on my little house stereo. And then eventually when I moved to Lincoln, I actually started playing weddings and doing bigger events and things oh, okay. like that. Okay. Um, and then the pinnacle of my DJ career actually was uh, being invited over to Europe to go on a DJ tour where I would play different clubs in, in, in Europe and different things like that. And so, um, So DJing. when you, when you, uh, you say you bought clubs here in Lincoln. Yes. Now, did you continue DJing when you, when you owned the club? So actually every now and then I would get in and drop a set, you know, but yeah. I really was, uh, I was a, an individual owner. I didn't own those bars with anyone else. So I was running the entire thing. So I didn't oh. really have time to DJ yeah. and also keep an eye on everything, but you know, Every now and then I'd step in because I always felt like, you know, I could do it better than anyone else. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you was very confident yeah, in your I, skill. Oh, absolutely. I still am. You know, like, <laughs> well, so. you know, I, I came down to the stadium uh, a little while back, and uh, we was, I was showing some people around. And next thing I know, we go to the training table. Yes. And you in there on the one, two. And that's I was like, right. what? What are you doing? Man, that's, again, that's another thing I do just to have fun and get my happy on. I will – put together a nice little set for our student athletes and come and drop a set in the training table. I go to basketball practice and DJ sometimes. Um, I really love to share my music and my artistry with our student athletes and our staff. Even we at our summit that I was telling you about, I, I played some tunes there. Um, me sharing my music with people is just like me sharing my, my perspective and my, my, um, my artistry with them, you right? Know? So, no, music is very important to me. I, 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 uh, I don't understand uh, why why it's so important, but I just know it is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's like every time I get in my car. Yes. You know. Yes. Yes. First yes. thing before I can even pull out of the driveway, the music has to be going. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'll sit in that driveway for however long it takes for me to find the right music. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. I mean, yes. I know it doesn't make sense to the average person, but yeah, it's it's kind of like the calm in my life. You know, uh, yes. music kind of calms me down and mm -hmm. it allows me the opportunity to think yes. and focus on what I have to do and what's important to me. So we do have that in common. I also wanted to know this. When you started working for Nebraska, uh -huh. how did that really feel to you, man? I mean, at first, were you excited about that opportunity? Because you was in the athletic department. And, you know, a lot of people are very interested in Nebraska athletics yes. all over the country, let's know in the state. So it kind of put a spotlight on you. Absolutely, it did. And that, that didn't bother you? <laughs> I, I'd say that, you know, I've always been very confident in my abilities, okay? Just like, just like any athlete who is, uh, you know, really uh, good at what they do. Mm -hmm. I've been confident in my abilities. So what I, was, what I was really thinking when I came to Nebraska, honestly, was that they needed my skill set at that point in time. And gotcha. I was blessed to be, you know, experienced enough in that area that they felt that I might be the person who could help them move forward in this very difficult work. Uh, that is diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so I just happened to have that unique set of skills that they needed at the time. And by the way, anybody could go out and look at this. Just go look on Facebook back around July 2021 when I was hired. 
and you'll see a wide range of uh, people's comments on why they think I was hired. And, and there's a lot of really negative stuff on there. Right. But there's a lot of positive stuff, too. Yeah. And, you know, when I think about being in that position at that time, which, again, you know, there were it was a different different, you know, feeling in our country at the time around DEI and such. But um, I just felt like, you know, I had shoulders broad enough to carry some of that stress and I was OK with that. Right. I was OK with some of that negativity because I understood they had no idea who Dr. Lawrence Chatters was. Right. Nobody knew. They didn't know. They didn't have any idea what I was going to do. They may have seen, OK, you know, Nebraska hired as this man of color, you know, whatever. It looks like uh, they do some uh, research on me, might see that I'm a psychologist and everything else. But they had no idea just how much I get it. Right. They had no idea that I married a woman from West Point, Nebraska, and I had to learn about what, you know, cattle farming is and, and understand the state in a deeper sense about the agrarian roots of Nebraska. They had no idea that, you know, I own land in Nebraska. Nobody knew any of this, right? Right, right. They just saw what they saw. So when I got that job, for me, it felt like it was meant to be for me because mm -hmm. I knew all the things that I had seen and all the things that I'd been through and what makes me who I am. And so I was confident in that. But I also recognized that there was a spotlight. And so I realized that, you know, whenever you get hired in a position like that, I mean, everybody's just – Looking for you. you oh, know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I always try to warn people when it comes to uh, social media. Right. You know, social media gives a lot of people a platform. It does. To make negative comments. That's right. You know, and as well as positive. As but, well as positive. Yeah, yeah. But, but a lot of negative. And, and I try to shield people from that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I'm like you. I mean, I got broad shoulders. I yes. mean, if you want to say something negative about me, I'll probably just you know, delete it and block it and keep it moving. Right. But, you know, I've seen how social media, negative comments on social media can affect people in yes. a way that's very detrimental to them. Yep. So I'm very protective of people when it comes to that. And I appreciate that, Ricky. And I'll tell you what, for me, when everything's said and done, um, you know, I kind of ran into you a long time ago when you were just on Facebook and you had started doing your videos, like, I think it was every Friday or something. Yeah, getting my happy on. Getting your happy on, right? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, man, you know, what's this all about, right? But yeah. to be honest with you, I mean, I, I, I respect the fact that you push yourself to always be optimistic and happy because there are so many negative things in this world right. that can drag us down. And for me, I choose to be happy too. So to everybody that's out there, you know, having a positive attitude, I want you to know that, you know, you can succeed. If you're going through a tough time right now, keep pulling through. Reach out to your support network. Do what you need to do to rally those people around you, your family. You are capable of doing amazing things, and I am living proof of that. I've been through some tough times, dealt with a lot of stuff, but I'm confident in myself now, and I can truly be happy. That's what it's all about. That's to get you happy on hour. I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. Thank my guests. Dr. Lawrence Chatters. Hey, man, look, we'll be back here next Sunday, same time. Every day you blessed to see, it truly is another day in paradise. Catch your happy old.